1: Like I I understand why folks are looking at Josh Heupel and saying he should have won Coach of the Year.
2: Because they're a Tennessee fan?
1: Has there been someone outside of Tennessee that has suggested that Josh Heupel should win Coach of the Year? Should have?
2: Not not that he should have won it, but that he should have been in the conversation. I, I've I've heard Cole Kubrick talk about Josh Heupel being in the conversation, Greg McElroy about Josh Heupel being in the conversation, Peter Burns, Josh Heupel being in the conversation, Paul Feinbaum as well. That, that seems to be the, the consistent theme is that he shouldn't win the award, but he should be in the conversation.
1: Well, talking about him, in the, like if you were talking about the coach of the year, then you also mentioned a great job that Josh Heupel did as the first year coach, isn't that making him part of the conversation? Yeah, I mean, so I think he has been part of the conversation. I think he has been recognized, and he should be recognized. We have talked about Josh Heupel's, you know, the job that that uh, staff has done, um, you know, all year long. But we're talking coach of the year inside of the conference, and how do you take a Josh Heupel and put him above someone that was as dominant as as Georgia was all year long? I mean. I understand that the expectations were for them to be where they are, but they still they still did it, and Kirby still had a team that didn't come close to them until the SC championship game, um, and that that's 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 pretty that's pretty strong. Now, Sam Pittman, I love the way that you know, he coaches his football team. The way he went for uh, went for the win against Ole Miss did not work out. Like what he did last year was very, very, very impressive. Like, even though they won, you know, three games, the way they played, uh, you saw the makings of what Arkansas could be under Sam Pittman. And then, boom, this year, you know, they have, you know, they have that, they have some success. They go out there and smash Texas at home, um, and Texas went on to kind of prove that they were not wasn't that good. But still, like that was that was Arkansas announcing themselves to the country. Like we we ain't the same Arkansas. We here, and then what they did in the SEC was was pretty dang good. And man, they got some NFL players. They got some NFL players for sure. Traylon Burks is he'll be a ten year player in the, in the league, man. He'll be a dang good NFL receiver, but. I would give Hypel the edge over Sam Pittman taking 70 scholarship players that turned into 69 scholarship players and what he did with that with that staff and 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 not having a quarterback and then taking a quarterback and you know, m- making him play the best of his career I, I mean I would I would go Kirby f- number 1 um I mean, golly, Nick. I mean, Nick Saban took a team that was, I mean, only lost one game. But I would take, I would take Kirby and then um, Hypo number two, and,
2: and um from there, I... you and you and I could not be further apart in this conversation. That's that's perfectly okay. I'm not. I, I think I think it's funny, um, uh, but I, I I think the complete opposite. I, I still think that Sam Pittman should win SEC Coach of the Year. He went three and seven last year comes back and goes eight and four and there there was really only two bad games on the schedule in which they didn't look good when they got blown out at georgia 37 to nothing and then they lost to auburn at home but they still went eight and four beat down texas was a two-point conversion away from beating a 10-win Ole Miss team. They lost to Alabama, who may win the national championship, by a touchdown and had a really good chance to win that game on the road late in the season. And the eight and four was in a tougher division. You beat Texas A&M. You beat all three of your rivals. Sam Pittman is is my SEC Coach of the Year. And if I had to go somebody else, I'd go Nick Saban. Having to replace Mac Jones, Najee Harris, three NFL offensive linemen, replacing a couple of key guys on defense, having to go out and get some key transfers and and, and plug them in and, and make that gel. And, and you, you go on to win the SEC championship. You you, you beat Kirby Smart. You, you're going to play in the national championship game. So, because, yes, I do think – I know stunning that I think Alabama's going to beat Cincinnati. I, I know you're real shocked by that. Oh, yeah, but, definitely uh, shocked. Like, to me, that's more of a – both Sam Pittman and Nick Saban – put on better coaching jobs than than kirby smart i mean kirby took advantage i think it's fair to say yes it's in hindsight with with the way that georgia performed in the sec championship game that georgia took advantage of playing in the east and and getting a, a average clemson team by recent clemson standards uh, i i think that Kirby underperformed this year I've I've detailed that several times Mm -hmm. so I'm going Sam Pittman Kirby Smart and and then or uh, Sam Pittman Nick Saban I'm sorry and then I mean it it gets into the other coaches yeah
1: I mean I look at I look at Arkansas and Arkansas only won three SEC games last year um this year they beat Missouri they beat LSU they beat Mississippi State and they beat Texas A&M so they won one more SEC game this year than last year um Part of those eight wins was against the Texas team that, um, that beat down, and Texas went on to prove that they're not ready. They're not that good. Um, they beat, you know, the Arkansas Plum Bluff, and I saw that game. I watched it. I don't know why I watched that game, uh, but that game could have been 100 to nothing, um, And they got a chance to beat Rice. So their record looks good, but they only won one more SEC game this year than, than last year. So that's why I just – I'm not as strong on Arkansas and Sam Pittman winning the war as you are, um, but yeah, I got I got Kirby one, um, Hypo two, Saban three, and I really don't even want to put Hypo number two. I kind of want to put Nick Saban two because I just feel like to 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 be at that level, it takes a great coaching job. Like I think people are they just dismiss greatness and they dismiss dominance. They just dismiss it, and it's hard to play at that level now. Replacing Mac Jones certainly certainly hard, and a first year starter and Bryce Young, uh, I thought Nick did a really good job this year as well. But I think a lot of people, because they don't like Kirby, they don't like Alabama and Nick Saban, I think sometimes they don't get they don't get that that credit that maybe they deserve for being. Coach of the year because they get all the talent and they have all the talent so people are like well that's what they should do well last time I checked recruiting
2: was a part of coaching well and then like where does Lane Kiffin fit into the conversation he fits in there too man that's why it's tough because like I I don't even want to have this conversation like it's, Lane, it's, L- Lane fits know in there aren't I mean like what I have to say so no Lane Lane fits in there too I mean he he won ten games in the regular season for the first time in Ole Miss history. And the defense looked night and day different than it did last year. Yeah,
1: he he belongs in that conversation. Like he belongs. That's why that's why is is as great as a job that Josh Hype and Company did. I they they can't win the award for me. Like Hype can't win the award for me because there's so many other coaches that did more. Like that 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 you know, what Lane Kiffin did was. Was pretty damn remarkable and impressive. Now it's it was it's different than the circumstances that Josh Heupel had to deal with, but winning ten games and if Ole Miss would have took care of business against uh, Auburn, this is I mean, we might be talking about a whole nother conversation about the SEC West. Mm-hmm. It would have been a whole different conversation. So yeah, you got to throw in Lane Kiffin in there, and I'm like I was wrong for not putting him in that conversation earlier. In our conversation, like it's it's Kirby, it's it's Nick, it's Heupel, it's Lane, and no, that those are five coaches that all did a really really good job. So who who is more deserving than the others? That's I guess that's what it comes down to. But all of them did a great job coaching um, for sure. And then, I mean Marsh Stoops did a, did
2: a good job. He
1: did a good uh, job. Nobody as well. wanted
2: to hear that when I said that two three weeks ago when we had this initial conversation. He did, a,
1: he, did a, he did a good job, right? Yeah, he did a good job. I wouldn't, you know, put him in a top 3, but he did a, no. I mean, he did a, he did a good job. Um, you know, Shane Beamer did a good job, you know, after losing the way they lost to Tennessee. So there's a lot of coaches who did a who did a good job. Mm. Um but you got to pick the one that was just re- more impressive and maybe maybe more dominant and um that's why I agree with, you know, who they who they picked as much as I dislike the team and don't like the way Kirby kind of conducts himself, and um, still gonna call a spade a spade. In my, in my opinion, in my eyes, a six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Our three is powered by Low T Center and Low T Center uh, That is a great conversation to have, and I want I would love to hear different fan bases, different fans from different fan bases share who they think should be coach of the year because I think it, will, the answers will be so different because there are five or six coaches who did a really, really, really good job this year. Be right back. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you.
0: If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com
1: Swain Event Field by Dead and Barbecue. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and Lowt Center.com. <laughs> Chip Payne. Jason Griffith is today's guest host on the Swain event. Chip, I will fight you if you ever <laughs> refer to me as that again.
2: I mean, the last person I heard talk up Kirby that much was was Mike. I will fight you.
1: Daniel Vall. Is, is emotional. says, man, both of y'all turn your back against the Vols. For me, I'm VFL no matter what. What does that have to do with the conversation, Daniel? What does that have to do with the conversation? You. Are you admitting to, that you are biased no matter what? It's time to get to Austin Price of VolQuest.com who joins us. This time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris with Killer Williams Realty. Uh, AP, man, good morning. What's going on, Jason? How are you? Man, fantastic. How are you, sir? We are a couple days away from Tennessee's bowl game against Purdue. Tennessee finished strong in recruiting. Things are calm right now. Everything's good, man. And we're only a few days away until. Ho, 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 ho! Merry
3: Christmas!
1: That's right. Val will be nice to the Swain household. I know that for sure. We have been good over here. Good, behave. Um, what's, the,
3: what's the dog's name again? What are you getting the dog?
1: That's what we want to know. Some treats, maybe some some, some chew toys. Oh, he, don't, he don't need more chew toys. Maybe some like some some chews, things like that. Nothing. you get the ear? Is the ear totally fixed? Yeah, he's, his ears are cropped. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, so he. He he got he was neutered uh, last week. Last week, Thursday, right? Yeah.
2: So he's but he's fine now. That's
1: what we all wanted to hear. Yeah, <laughs> he's neutered. Mm-hmm.
2: So we we got him fixed up. So uh, by the time the February signing day rolls around, you can hold him in your lap for your next recruiting video. You post the Volquest. <laughs> I like it.
1: Oh man,
2: that was great, man. That
1: was wholesome content right there, uh, AP. That was well, I host-
3: did the update the day before, and Max had been moving around on the couch, and so I referenced him. And then
1: several people were like, Well
3: you need to put more. You need, we need to see more of Max."
1: And I was like, "Well, why not give the people what they want?"
3: Yeah, man, that yeah, was you're just a great
1: man of the people. That was wholesome right there, AP. That was good right there. Uh, is K May's leaving or staying? Where? What's going on with him? I know that uh, All Star Game, the the NFL. What's that called? The, P.S. Collegiate P.S. Bowl? The, the Collegiate Bowl. Announced that he was playing in it. Where is Cade Mays on his decision on whether to leave or stay? I would say he's probably 90% gone. I don't think it's exactly 100 I think there's,
3: you know, I mean, Cade talked about NIL stuff. You know, when he was out on Tennessee Prime, I, I still think there's uh, an option for a possibility of that. But I would say more than likely Cade uh, has played his last game in Orange because I don't think the ankle is going to allow it. He's tried. He's taken a shot. He's tried to rehab hard. Um, you know, but he's not ever been able to return to the practice field, and I, I don't at this point I don't see him being able to play come December 30th.
2: Big-time projection question. Who plays right tackle next year? It, assuming Cade does leave.
3: Well, I mean, one would think that Gerald Mincy would have a, a strong shot to Um that's that's kind of probably where I would lean at this point, unless Tennessee can go out and get a more experienced tackle, or unless someone else comes along and beats out Menzie. I mean, can you know Jeremiah Crawford do that? You know, I, to me, it could be a hotly contested spot in spring practice and then fall camp. Um, you know, it would be where
2: I would go. Any word on William Parker Griffin and kind of how he's been this year? We had a question about him earlier in the show and kind of his development.
3: I hadn't heard much about him, Ben. Um,
2: I don't, you know, I think they like him, but still
3: raw, still inexperienced. And, uh, again, spring and fall camp will be big for him. Can he can he insert himself into the mix? I mean, I made this joke on Tennessee Prime a month or so ago. I think the guy that's best equipped to be Tennessee's next right tackle is playing defense tackle in Tennessee.
4: <laughs> I think
3: Omari Thomas has got um, day one, day two NFL draft pick as an offensive lineman written all over him. Let's put it this way. If he played 20 years ago, Bill Fulmer would have moved him to
1: offensive line by the end of the first ball camp. And Jerem Pru probably would have tried to move him to corner. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like he like he tries to move everybody. <laughs> would you look at the size on him? <laughs> he would be great
2: cover two, jamming up the receiver. That'd I be mean, bad. did you see how well he moved his feet on the <laughs> basketball court? That'll translate.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree with you, Coach Fulmer. used to gobble up all those players and put them put them on the offensive line. Uh, no doubt about that. Another question that we got, uh, I want to ask you, AP, is you know who is the best receiver coming in in this class outside of Square White?
3: I'll go Caleb Webb. I mean, when you play in 7A in Georgia and you have the season season he just had, um, yeah, I would probably go him. I do think that Nimrod, Chaz Nimrod, is, 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 uh, could potentially be a sleeper. Um, and then Cam Miller, you know, he plays, I mean, I kind of like to think that all of the players at that position, um, you know, probably have a little bit of bust value to them <laughs> because there's some unknowns about every one of them. They also have some real boom value too. I mean, like, you know, um, uh, that there's some raw athletic ability to Ken, in Cam Miller that you know I think is really special. Um, you know, he played that you know at, at Memphis Academy of Health and Science for his dad. Said um, it was coincidentally on the '96 Memphis team that beat Peyton Manning in the balls. We're not um,
2: mentioning Memphis this week. Foster. Forget Memphis.
3: Um, exactly. Um, but either way, like Cam, I think has really not reached any close to his potential as a player. You know, I think when he gets in the college weight room, when he gets in the nutrition program and he just, you know, really focuses on playing receiver and not kind of playing everything like he did for Moz, you know, he has a real chance to go boom. You know, can squirrel white get big enough? You know, I mean, he's a tiny guy, you know, but he can run, you know, but can he, can he still get big enough? And how does it translate you know, Caleb Webb, probably the most complete of the guys just because he's bigger, can run, um, competed at a high level in the top classification in Georgia. But that don't always translate either. You know, I mean, there have been guys in that top classification that you thought would translate, and they didn't. So, you know, again, it's really a crapshoot till you, you know, until you get them here and you, and you, and you kind of let things play out. But Tennessee, I think, has got a nice, solid quartet of four that – um could really help this team going forward.
2: In your eyes, Austin, just how well did the early signing period go for Tennessee? Uh well I, I was asked this last night,
3: like kind of to grade the class. I think the overall class is a B. I Um I think when you put everything involved and in what hypo was tasked with, I think it's an A. Like, you know, to to get what they got out of this first uh, you know, twenty I'm super impressed by the, you know, the close and the close just isn't the three they got on signing day. The close is the last, you know, three, four weeks getting Caleb Webb, getting Josh Joseph, getting, you know, D Williams, getting, you know, Christian Harrison and, and, and Jordan Thomas, um, you know, and then of course on signing day to get the, those three big ones, which were all top 200 players, um, you know, by several different ranking systems. So, you know, i just real impressed by what they were able to get done, considering all that they were kind of tasked with when they first got here. Um, you know, they know it's got to be better in 23. It's already off to a nice start in 23. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, positioned themselves well for some really nice players in that 23 class. So 23's got to be better than 22. But, I, I, you know, had you told me 10 months ago Tennessee's going to land this group of guys, I would have probably told you you're you're crazy, and uh, kudos to the staff for getting it done. Uh,
1: Tennessee filled some some holes for sure on uh, signing day. What other holes did they did not fill? Do you think that they will address maybe with the next signing day or uh, the transfer portal? Well, I think they've got to get a top flight corner, you know. And the problem
3: is that's going to be hard to come by. Um, you know, uh, somebody with some experience, somebody that can step in and play right away. I think that's important. You know, a receiver that can play outside, Jason, is really important. Um, you know, for my liking, you know, they've got to be able to go and get somebody that, uh, you know, is built similar. You don't have to be the exact same, but similar um, to Cedric Tillman. And, uh, you know, we'll see if anybody goes in the portal um, in, the, in the next, you know, you know, day or two, you know, or right after the bowl game. Um, now I think ultimately that that's, a, that's an important position because, you know, when I look at the wide receivers on the, on the roster. You know, Jalen Hyatt feels like a slot to me and, and so does, so does Jimmy Callaway. So, you know, I think they're going to be fine at slot. Obviously said is said, but who, who else can they get to put outside? I think that's a big deal in the, um, in, in the recruiting pro- or in the transfer portal process over the next several months, but the one thing I do like that Tennessee's doing, Jason, they're not just taking bodies to take bodies. Um, you know they're being more selective. You know that's one of the things that we get on our board all the time is, you know, I mean, so who else are they after besides the diverse kid from Albany? Right now, really nobody. I don't believe that. Okay, believe what you want. <laughs> like, There's just not. They're not just going to take anybody it's just because the kid was ranked as a four-star in 2018 and has six tackles or four catches for nine yards or whatever. He's not that. does that mean? That means his ranking didn't live up to, you know, what he was on the field at his first stop. So, you know, that that kid's really not a, a four-star anymore or whatever. So, you know, you want to find guys that have been productive or that have talent and, and, and really you got to do a deep dive on, okay, that kid we think has talent, but why is he not has as much success as he's capable of. And sometimes there is a backstory to why this stuff has happened and sometimes there is not. And when there's not, then I mean you you, you move on from a kid. But when there's a backstory, you might have a little more conviction conviction on trying to take a chance on the kid. So Tennessee's going to be real selective, I think, and not just take uh, you know, warm bodies to have warm bodies.
2: Is verse still a uh around Christmas decision, you think? I think sometime between Christmas and New Year's, unless somebody can convince him to come take that January visit, and
3: right now I would lean to no January visit. I would lean to sometime a, a decision between, uh, basically between this coming Saturday and when Tennessee plays its bowl game. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with with the Jared Burst deal. Um, you know, he and Rodney Garner have, have built a nice bond. I think Tennessee has been trending there. It's not done by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Tennessee has uh, continued to move in the right direction in the uh, eyes of Jared Verse.
2: Who are some high school guys who did not sign during the early signing period that that Tennessee is going to pursue these next this next month and a half or two?
3: Also, really uh, small group. I mean, Ahmad Moten, defensive lineman from South Florida, and you know I said last night in our chat potentially Jordan James. I mean. I think, again, less than 20% chance that Tennessee goes after that one, but I I don't want to close the door on it either. And so we'll see, you know, if if they decide to go and if they do, you know, if he decides to visit here in the month of January, because I do think he's going to take some visits. And so that's kind of where the list is very small on prep kids. You know, um, Tennessee has continued to do a deep dive on all kids that didn't sign. And, um, you know, we'll see if any others emerge, but as of right now, you no, know, it's, it's a small list on that and smallest small list in the portal. which means you're going to wait for the post-bowl game wave, which will give you about a three-week run before classes start, potentially get somebody in here that maybe you like. And then there will be the post-spring practice wave as well.
1: Awesome, Price, uh Mario Tolan, the linebacker that picked LSU Tennessee, was, was trying to get him to... It'll be of all did not happen. Uh, I'm wondering because his his linebackers coach was not retained by uh, Brian Kelly doing his recruitment. Did he mention anything about um, his his position coach being a big reason why he was going to stick with LSU? Well, the the, the reason he took the visit is because
3: um, as told to me by the dad, the reason he took the visit was because he had promised the position coach, Hey, we'll come you know, we'll come give the new coach a look and blah blah blah. And I think they you know, the position coach knew that might you know, being able to get Demario Tolan on campus, you know, might give him a chance to be retained, kinda of prove his worth a little bit. And obviously, um things did not work out. We'll see. I mean you've seen kids ask out before, you know, we'll see if that happens. Um, if that happens, I think Tennessee would be in a really good spot there. But you know, I would still need him sticking with LSU at this point.
1: Gotcha.
2: Uh, who are your SEC coaches of the year? We, we've been this has been a hot topic the the last two days. We don't coaches or coach SEC coach of the year. I, I've been high on Sam Pittman and Nick Saban. Swain is high on on Josh Heupel and Kirby Smart as his top two. And oh. we both made a mistake of uh, leaving out Lane. Yes, uh, conversation. Well, well, the, the, he, he needs to be in there. Not too. really a mistake. There's just a lot of coaches to mention this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, where, where do you fall in the SEC Coach of the Year conversation? Uh, is this a before Atlanta
3: Coach of the Year award or <laughs> after?
2: Uh, well, the award was voted
3: before. It's before. Um, you know, I, I think anytime you can go undefeated, um, that that's a. Uh, an accomplishment in this league. Um, I I do, you know, I I do think that Josh Heifel did a really good job. I do think, you know, Lane Kiffin did a really good job. Anytime you can win 10 games in Oxford for the first time in program history, I think that's to be commended. Um, Ben's point about Sam Pittman is good. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of quality candidates. And here's the other thing. You know, Gary Rankin just keeps rolling over state titles at Alcoa. and, And, you know, Sometimes he gets neglected for coach of the year and that type of thing for, you know, at different levels <laughs> when he really shouldn't. Just people take for granted the greatness of it all. Yep. The same thing with Saban. Yep. You know, I mean, like, people just take for granted that, you know, every year. I mean, you're, you're us, the pressure you're on to be there every year. I mean, the fact that Maribel football has made it to the semifinals every year since the 90s is, is, is just insane to me. You know, and so, um, you know, same thing with Saban. The way they just continue to roll on, you know, even when they did not have their best this year, they were able to find a way to, uh, you know, go out there and get some stuff done and, and, and win an SEC championship and be the number one seed the end of the playoffs. So, you know, not to be a total cop out answer, but there are several quality candidates this, this year. Uh, but if it's a strict regular season deal, um, I would lean towards Kirby because I think anytime you can go undefeated. I don't care how good this roster is. Anytime you can go undefeated in this league in the regular season, it's a real accomplishment.
1: Austin price, uh, Austin, always appreciate your time. And, uh, Oh, no, 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 we cannot finish this up without bringing up Navy Shuler, Navy Shuler transfer from Appy state. And he is the son of the great he Shula. Um, I'm I'm assuming walk on. I'm assuming that he just wants to wear the orange. I know he wants to. He's going to compete his butt off, but I, I don't see any scenario where he is going to be uh, number one or QB two. Um, just walk us through kind of how that came to uh, fruition. Well, I, I think you know maybe
3: you know wanted to enjoy the college experience wanted to still play football and he loves Tennessee and it just made sense on a lot of levels. And, you know, he had, um, he had visited with Hypo and company I with Hypo was at UCF and, uh, Tennessee needs depth in the quarterback room. So, you know, you get a, a smart kid who can run your offense, who can, you know, make a lot of the throws out there, you know, what it sure doesn't hurt. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you just don't know what Joe Milton's going to do. And so, um, you know, I think this was a real win for the Shulers. I think it's a real win for Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I know uh, I know Heath and Nicole are proud parents and super excited to, you know, be able to come to Knoxville or go to road games, uh, you know, a lot for the next several years. And so this is uh, kind of an exciting time for them. And, uh, you know, Heath is, is is as good of an ambassador for this place as just about anybody. And so... Um, loves Tennessee, you know, brother Benji lives in Farragut, his mom lives off Broadway, so they're all they're over here a lot anyway, but now they'll be able over here even more, and, you know, I think this is the fifth sure to wear orange, so that's uh, it's a lot. Maybe, it, it, he said he goes maybe the most, you know, of any uh, family. He goes, I goes I'm i not sure on that, and I'm not sure either. I started trying to think about, like, the, you know, the McKenzie's, the, the Majors, you know, the Colquitts, the Colquitts, I think have four, you know. And does anybody have more than that? I mean, I'll let some historian tell me if there's more, I don't know. Um but uh you know, I think it's pretty neat for the for the entire family.
1: Hopefully the Mannings will catch up with that number uh in the in, in the in the future. Uh how much do you think Shula will have to pay D Beckwith for the number twenty one? Will he try to go get the number twenty one?
3: Yeah, I think I wanna wear a number eight. Um Ben, I'm not, I do Is there an offensive guy
2: in number eight right now? Number eight, um, no, it was Ty Chandler's number. And I don't believe anybody replaced him. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no one
1: replaced him. There's someone, Bradley Jones. DB. DB, 6'2. Looks like a. He can win. It's a defensive cool. guy.
3: He's yes. a So he player. can play to play number eight. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it would be neat. I mean, like, don't you think? I mean, like, if he yes. got in the game. It'd be super neat. So, it would. Again, I, I think any time this type of stuff can, can marry together, it's a real win for everybody involved.
2: Uh, last thing for you, Austin, on the way out the door, where can I and the good people come find you tomorrow night at the Tennessee-Arizona game so we can get your autograph and get a photo with you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be somewhere in
3: the one in, in, in the lower bowl. I don't know. I, I don't know where my tickets are. I've got... Basically, my family's in town, and I've been able to do um, a lot of nice friends. have been able to figure out how to get enough, <laughs> enough tickets for all of us in the lower bowl, and we're all kind of separated out. I don't know where exactly I'll be sitting, though, because I've not honestly looked at
2: the tickets. Well, make sure you turn out a all photo those, so we can come
3: so. say hello. Well, I told everybody on the general quarters last night, if they come find me, I'll tell them the next name to watch out for in recruiting.
2: Sounds Sunday good. Or. Maybe you'll tell me, too. Hey,
3: what's the next uh, thing to watch out
1: for in
2: recruiting?
3: <laughs> you have to find me tomorrow night at the arena, Jason, and since I know you won't be there, I won't have to worry about answering your question. I'm, Is it Ty uh,
2: Simpson?
1: <laughs> Ty no. Simpson's pricing Ty, right Ty, now. Ty, 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 Ty's a bammer. He's pricing right now. Uh bowl prep. Literally. <sighs> I got tickets to the game. I just can't go, man, because I it's just it's just me and the girls. So I don't, don't have any well, babysitters. Looks like uh, two of them have to stay home by themselves. No, man, I ain't leaving my kids at home. Leave like the oldest to- with one of the youngest. No, I ain't doing that. So <laughs> we'll be watching the game on TV, man. We'll we'll uh, you know we'll we'll have to hook somebody else with up with the tickets and um, you know just watch from the house. So- oh yeah,
2: Ty and Evans was wearing number eight, but he's gone.
1: Yeah, so eight is open. But I him to wear twenty one. All right, AP, <laughs> thanks, man.
3: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas to everybody. And, I, and, Jason, we'll talk to you next week, which will be our last visit before uh, the calendar turns to 22. But enjoy doing your show every week, and uh, you're a real pleasure to deal with, my
1: man. I appreciate you, man. Had a good time, man, all the different platforms, uh, Tennessee Prime and Locker Room and here. So let's do it again next year, man. we Will do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. VolQuest.com's Austin Price. His time is brought to you by Jennifer Morse with Keller Williams Realty. Her telephone number is 865-257-7897. If you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you can shoot her an email if you want to do that. Jennifer Morse, 865 at gmail.com. And she gives great Christmas presents to the kiddos. And knows how to pick out good places for lunch. Right, Ben? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Swain Event. Be right back. Our three of the Swain Event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again.
0: Let us help. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller. And And they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at ofonox.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995.
1: Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 7007, 42nd Street, Brand, Strategy, Design.
0: Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain,
4: Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
1: Do what the pros, college
4: athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com.
1: Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas.
0: If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com
1: Tennessee Alumni Tailgate, December the 30th, the day of the Music City Bowl, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'll be hosting at the Old Red Restaurant there on 300 Broadway, Nashville, Tennessee. You can RSVP by simply going to alumni.utk.edu forward slash 21 Music Bowl. So you can go to the website there, alumni.utk.edu and uh, find information on how to RSVP. I'll be hosting the tailgate, the Tennessee tailgate, by uh, the UT alumni chapter. Looking forward to it. There will be surprise VFLs in attendance. We'll have a good time, three hours with our Big Orange family. So uh, if you are going to the game, we'll love to see you. Go get registered. Come hang out with us for the Tennessee tailgate. Brought to you by Tennessee Alumni. Uh,
2: I am not feeling good about this basketball game tomorrow night. I'll be honest.
1: I told you I feel. I've, I've been
2: mm-hmm. looking into Arizona statistically, and it, don't, it, don't, ooh, it, it, it look is good. intimidating on paper. Mm-hmm. Third quickest tempo in the country. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Their offense is the 14th most efficient, according to Ken Palm. Seventh most offensive defensively. What about their rebounds? Uh, Offensive rebounds, they are 12th in the country. Mm Mm-hmm. Blocks, fourth in the country. Their starting center, Christian Coloco. That's it. You got it. He ranks. Some of these names are absurd. Oh, they're, they're. Like, their best player, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Azulus, Tubulus. Oh, I got you. I got. You. I got the guy right here.
1: That's it. Say it again. Azulus. That's right. Tubulus.
2: Tubellus. Tubellus. That was good though. Ooh. Uh, but these names—they have a the the cur. Chrysa, Chrysa. Crisa. How, <laughs> how do you crisa. pronounce the double? How crisa. do you? How do you pronounce back-to-back eyes? They don't speak that in English. They don't, they don't, they don't teach that in English. Hey, uh, Bob, Viscovi how, do you, I mean, Viscovi, how do you say these dudes' names? Well, what's funny is Santi met with the media yesterday, and he, taught, he knows these players. I'm sure he He played with them uh, as part of the, like the Benedict Mathurin. Apparently it goes by Ben because that's how Santi referenced him. Uh, they, they played in the, the Global Academy together.
1: It's like Santiago should go by San. No, he should go by Santi. Or Santi.
2: He should not go by Bob. It's nowhere close. Well that that that's what he does when he's getting his coffee because Americans mispronounce Santiago. So he just goes with Bob, which makes sense if you're just getting coffee. I understand. Picking up your coffee, but the point should, that I was making Rick. about blocking shots is their center seventh best blocking percentage in the country. Yep. They just, I'm than the Pac 12. They look really, really, really good on paper. They, they look really good on paper. Now, they are inexperienced. Uh, 355th in experience. Their, their average experience per player is 0.6 years. So, not even a full year on average per player. And as you mentioned earlier, one of the tallest teams in the country. They're the second tallest team in the country. Yeah, they they average like six six seven.
1: Like <laughs> their starting lineup, the shortest dude is six three, and then everybody else is six six, six seven, six eleven, seven one. So that's going to be a a, a a unique challenge. But Ken Palm
2: has Tennessee winning this game, right? Yes, seventy five to seventy three. Now, now the one thing I have noticed, they don't take a lot of threes. Their uh, their they're three point percentage. Is well, there's in terms of their style of play is 204th, uh, and then they are 115th in three point percentage at 34.8 percent. The so, three ball is gonna be our best friend, buddy. It's it's interesting to see uh, Tennessee's breakdown on Ken Palm. He kind of lists out the the major contributors, the significant contributors, and then a bunch of role players. And then somebody with a limited role. The person with the limited role is Justin Powell, who is used on twelve to sixteen percent of possessions. Well, he's going to have to be used on more than that, and
1: he's going have to have a good day behind the arc. I'm telling you, man, we, we will have to shoot the ball. I do think, I think they
2: well from the three. Yeah, I do think if they make make their shots, it, it'll they'll be fine in general as long as something else doesn't just go. Completely wrong. Kennedy Chandler viewed as the major contributor on the team. Santiago and Zakai, the two significant contributors, and then everybody else is is role players. Folky, Olivier, Josiah, Victor, Brandon Huntley, Urosh, Jamai, they're all role players. And then Quentin Dabunje, Jonas Adu, and Brock Jancic are the bench warmers on here. So uh statistically Looking at this game on paper hasn't made me feel warm and fuzzy. Nope, nope, not at all,
1: not at all. But love to be surprised. Love to be surprised. Tomorrow's game will be like David and Goliath. Uh, Sam Voss said, "What's the spread?"
2: Um, they don't do the spread the day before, right? They do it the day of. Basketball. Well, it's typically about twenty, or not. They they tip. It's like I think like twenty four hours before. Uh, it's it's typically the afternoon on the day before the game, so I, I would expect it to come out this afternoon. They announce the refs the day of the game, but the spread typically comes out the afternoon on the day before the game. So I'm I'm sure it'll come out this this afternoon. Let's see. Yeah, Jennifer Morris makes a good point. It'll be funny to to watch Ziegler go up against the second-tallest team in the country. <laughs> Shoot the jumper, ZZ. Shoot the jumper. Just don't get blocked.
1: Shoot the jumper. Yeah, I wonder how the height is going to affect him and his minutes. I really, I really do. It depends on how he handles, handle, handles the, uh, the situation. And when you're driving the ball to the basket, man, you know, Zakai has mastered – uh contorting his body um to put the body put his body into the defender to try to wall off uh, the defender from blocking the shot, draw the contact. But there's a way to do it. And, you know, sometimes it works, but sometimes you just don't need to be going in there in the force. shoot the ball from the outside. But we'll see how Zak Zika- Zika- Ziegler is able to draw draw the ball to the basket and finish around the basket uh, against the tallest team in the Pac-12, and one of the tallest teams in the country, so uh, it's gonna be fun. To, it's gonna be fun to watch and see where we are. It's gonna be fun to see where we are. I, just, I hope. I, I just, hope.
2: It's, I hope it's not bad. I just hope Tennessee's post players have a, a better performance in the game than they did in practice yesterday. That's all I'll say. We
1: we have to play better in this game than we have all season long to win. We gotta have our best game of the season, and then we have to follow it up with another best game of the season in and, and our next game against Alabama. It's, so, it's Villanova 2.0. So we got we got to learn a lesson from Villanova. Got to learn a lesson. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you all have a great
2: day. Hmm. 10 o'clock already. Dang it. Time flies when you're having fun. Man. Talking about Sam Pittman as SEC Coach of the Year, baby. Woo! Oh my
1: gosh! Hour three, powered by Low-T- yes, Low sir. T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's healthcare. One fifty-five a month for self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, where they will ship directly to you. That is for self-pay. It is covered by most health insurance. Get your levels tested. Find a Low T Center nearest you. Go to the website and do that. Low Center, reinventing men's healthcare. Swain Event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. Same time tomorrow, 7 a.m.